0: Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're going to be talking today about angels. Join us on our podcast at Sealing God's People, our daily podcast focuses on the preceding present truth of the Word of God. Man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We're going to be talking about angels. Why? Because their angels are ministering spirits for them who are heirs of salvation. We see here in Psalms 103 uh, verse 20, bless the Lord all ye his angels that excel in strength to do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. That voice is a ministry voice. The voice of his word is what you speak, the spoken word of God. so as a man thinketh so is he, and you'll have whatsoever things you say, when we talk about the angelic host in Psalm 104, same as Hebrews 1 verse 7, Who maketh his angels spirits to minister flame of fire? And out of the angels he saith, Who maketh his angels spirits? They are spirits. What kind of spirits? And we see that in verse 14, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them? Key word, for them who shall be heirs of salvation. There we see in Psalm 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him and delivereth them. We see also there in Daniel 6, 22, my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him and as he was found in me and also before the old king have I done no hurt. So the sanctified ones that are in the will of God Now that's predicated upon doing the will of God and walking the light as he's in the light and not being in disobedience, which is iniquity, that you have an angelic force there to protect, also uh, to comfort and to give you strength, strengthen you as it did the Lord uh, there in the time of need. And also he uses the angels to minister judgments upon the people. Daniel 3, Verse 28, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He had thrown him into the fiery furnace, as we all know, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word in yielding their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. So they help in a time of need in protection. We also see... In Matthew 18, the Lord speaking, Take heed that you spies not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Of course, Jesus being there and one God, Jesus' only doctrine of Christ, that is in the days of his flesh, which is humiliation. We understand that the law is there dividing or as a wall of partition between the the man Christ Jesus, and the spirit that he is as the Father. That is through the revelation of Jesus. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Now the Son of Man is always Jesus the head, and we the body of Christ. That's the kingdom office. You see that in John 3.13, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Then he said, How think you if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray? Doth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountain and seeketh that which is astray? Not lost, but astray. And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoices more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. So forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a man of summons, so much more as we see the day approaching because there is in that flock their protection and a wall of protection. It's when we leave the body of Christ and the angelic host will then, even the ones that are astray, that the Lord will bring them back into the fold uh, their, through their obedience. And there's rejoicing in heaven over one that is restored with the angelic host. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsake me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge, as Paul talking to Timothy, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear and I was delivered. So there's angels of deliverance out of the mouth of the lion. So we have many uh, there that you in a certain situation call upon the name, of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered. And this is through the angelic host there. Uh, always attentive to the commandments of God. Hebrews 1, verse 13 and 14, to which of the angels said, he at any time said in my right hand, tell him, make that in thy footstool are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who are heirs, shall be heirs of salvation. There, he didn't speak that to angels, but it's the body of Christ, the Son of God is at that right hand, or that means elevated, exalted, To the throne of power, set down with the Father in his throne. We see that in Revelation 3.21. Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12. Here we go again with the angels. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. That's protection. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. And the body of Christ has that protection about them. In Luke twenty-two forty-three, 43, there appeared an angel to him from heaven, strengthening him. Jesus had uh, uh, there as praying, great drops of blood, uh, sweating off his forehead in Gethsemane. Uh, there is his first temptation there in the wilderness, there to be tempted of Satan. After he came out being tempted in both body, soul, and spirit, angels there then ministered to him. Here again, in Gethsemane, we find that Jesus is being strengthened by the angelic host. And He's done it to, for the Lord, He's done it to Him, He will also do it for us. Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my Father, and that still applies to us, the body of Christ, so we are in lieu of Christ now as ambassadors of Christ. For while He thought on these things, Matthew 1 verse 20, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, there thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived her is of the Holy Ghost. So the angelic host will give dreams. And that will be of, of support and also leading and guiding there, uh, therefore according to the commandments of God. And many times the angelic host will give a word of direction. Now there is at Jerusalem that we see in the book of John, the gospel according to John, by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Now we still have the blind, the halt, the lame, the withered today. But there's angels of deliverance. And these angels of the deliverance still work in the body of Christ, uh, according to faith, of the commandments of God being kept and obedience under righteousness for the body of Christ. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, whosoever them first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Not that it was some uh, special water, but that it was an obedience to the commandment of God carried out by the angelic host at that particular season. Now, here we get into uh, Luke there, and there's a season that when Jesus is coming into the world, it'll be a radical change from the law to grace, a very radical change. To those that adhered to the law, they did not believe... uh, That the law would be literally not uh, done away with, but fulfilled, they could not receive that. So Jesus, there as he is coming into the world with a radical change, he said, "Except except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you shall have no life." Well, that was a total abomination uh, to those scribes, Pharisees, that uh, said, "You did not." drink of or partake of the blood. And Jesus stated at very point there, except you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life. It's a total radical change. So as we take a look here in Luke 2, 8-15, through we see that the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord uh, shone round about them and they were so afraid. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And it said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David. Who is he? He is our Savior. He is Christ. That is the Holy Ghost, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Emmanuel, God with us. And there shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swollen clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, and goodwill toward men. Now, as the angels were going away from them and to them, the shepherds said one another, "Let you know, let's let's find out what this is, this great word that came or sign came from heaven." We see in Psalm seventy-eight, verse forty-nine through fifty-two, also about the angelic host. He cast upon them God did the fierceness of His anger, wrath and indignation and trouble. How did he do it? By sending evil angels among them. The angels are used for judgment. He made a way to his anger. He spared not their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence. Smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength in the tabernacle of Ham, but made his own people to go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. There's a great difference between those that serve God and those that do not. Now we're getting into this word there in Daniel, and we find that in Daniel, that the king in that year of uh, Cyrus, the king of Persia, was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar. The thing was true, but the thing upon him was long as he understood the thing and he had understanding of the vision. In those days, Daniel said, I was mourning three full weeks. And we're going into this for the, the warfare in heaven. And we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. And Daniel said, I ate no pleasant bread. He was fasting neither flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the four and twentieth day, uh, the first month as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hittichel, I lifted up my eyes and looked and behold a certain man, clothed in linen, whose loins were girded, girded with fine gold of yefaz. His body was likened to the barrel and his face is the appearance of lightning, that is the Urim, and his eyes as lamps of fire. Lamps, that light light there, the lamps of fire, the Holy Ghost uh, is the urine, which is lights fire, and two mean for perfections, to bring us to perfection. And his feet likened to the color of polished brass, brass judgment in the word of God, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. And this is none other but a visitation from the Lord God himself. And Daniel saw the great vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. We see the same thing in the book of Acts on the Damascus Road with Paul, Saul of Tarsus, and his conversion. He sees a great light blinds him, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And Jesus said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for you to kick. Against the pricks. We see the same thing here with Daniel. We go on and he moves on Daniel. Now, here, as we see here, uh, he tells Daniel, Fear not, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and chasten thyself for God, thy words are heard, and I am come for thy words. Now, the angel, Gabriel, is carrying this out. It's a visitation of the Lord, but the angel now will literally. Uh, to minister to Daniel. But he's had warfare, as we see here, verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days, the whole time that Daniel was fasting and sought his face to for the vision or the understanding. So that whole 21 days, Gabriel had tried to make a contact from the throne of God And the prince of Persia, of the kingdom of Persia, that dominion, that came against, uh, 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 to literally stop Gabriel from coming, but Michael, that prince of Santa for the children of thy people, one of the chief princes came and helped Gabriel, and he said, I remain there with the kings of Persia. So we see there's, there's spiritual warfare in heaven right there. We see that uh, Gabriel come, immediately he was dispatched to carry out the word that the Lord had for Daniel. But the king uh, there, are the kingdom of Persia, the prince there of Persia, there withstood him. And Michael, the great prince was standing for the children of thy people, came to help him. He said, Now I'm come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, the last days, for the vision is for many days. So it's for support in the word of God and the comfort of the word of God that persons person seek, they will find. And when he had spoken such words to me, I set my face toward the ground and I became dumb. Behold, one like the similitude of the sons of man touched my lips again. And I opened my mouth and spake and said to him that that stood before me, O my Lord, notice that's a little L-O-R-D, not God himself, by the vision of my sores, that turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this, my Lord, talk with this, my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remain no strength in me, neither is there breath in me. Then there came again and touched me one like the appearance of man, and he strengthened me. So they strengthen. When you're in a, a, a situation, maybe you fasted, and your strength, you feel like you can't go any further. The angelic host will strengthen you. According to your faith in the Lord God Almighty. They're there to strengthen you and to comfort you. And in the last day work of God, that's very important. When so we see here, and he strengthened me and said, Oh man, greatly beloved, fear not. And the angels, angelic host always, always will say, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be thou strong. Be strong. And when he had spoken to me, I was strengthened. They will strengthen you when you're weak. And Paul said, When I am more gladly in my infirmities, for when I'm weak, then am I strong. Well, here we find the same here, that the the angelic host is strengthening Daniel. When he had spoken to me, I was strengthened. I said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then said he knowest thou, wherefore I come unto thee. Now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I'm gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. But I will show thee that which is not in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael, your prince. Now, Michael, the great prince, is standing for the children of thy people who we'll find fighting warfare. That's in the last days. That's what's happening now. And they were before the great tribulation. Now, as we get into the word of God, uh, we're going to see in Revelation 12, there's that great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and moon under her feet, upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Uh, she cried to Valiant pain. Uh, to be delivered, brought forth a man child called begotten to his throne. Now, that's the last day work of the ministry in the body of Christ. Now, we're going to pick it up here. And there was war in heaven. And this is starting with verse uh, 7 through 10, talking about how Michael is going to stand again, stand for the prince that standeth for the children of thy people, the body of Christ. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels. There's a great war in heaven. And prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, no doubt about it, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth not part of the world, but the whole world. He was cast into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. This is the great uh, three and one half years of the great tribulation time. Times a half, three and a half years, a thousand two hundred and three score days. And during that time, he said, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Well, where are we getting this power of his Christ? Where's this coming from? Well, it's a Holy Ghost power. And for the accused of our brothers cast down, which accused them before God day and night. Well, why the power? Because when the devil comes in and evil comes in like a flood, God will raise up the standard against him. And this will give power in the last day work of the ministry for the body of Christ. We see this in Revelation 7 to prepare for this. Again, on the 19th of January, 2019. Now, we've had a tremendous response throughout the world, but very little in America. I don't know if there's sleep or whatever or what it takes, but God is shaking now in judgments. Colorado rivers drying, drying up. Mississippi rivers drying up. Yancey River, the Euphrates River, global rivers all over the all over the world are drying up. And then we're having uh, uh, heat more than we ever have. And God said, uh, "Shall there be evil in the city?" And I, the Lord God have not done it. God said in Deuteronomy thirty-two, "I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal." I, the Lord do all these things? We find that God controls the weather. He said, I cause in Zephaniah too, I cause it to rain on one city and not on another. And yet they would not repent. And that is our Lord right now in judgments, not to destroy mankind, but to get us to turn to Him in this last day work of the ministry that God is doing and preparing us for this new thing that He's doing. Not revival. This is a new thing. It's not church as usual, friend. This is coming into the last great rain of his strength. Ask you of the rain, the latter rain, in the time of that latter rain. Ask you of the Lord, rain in the time of the latter rain so he will make bright clouds send forth showers to every one grass in the field. That's where we are now. Zechariah 10, 1. He's saying here in Revelation 7, After these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree, Verse 2, and I saw another angel ascending from the east. Ascending, not descending, ascending. It's going up and it's from the east. East in the Word of God is always R-M-D, the work of the Holy Ghost. Having the seal of the living God. That's the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. We have to have that Word of God where we're saved through the exceedingly great and precious promises whereby we are partakers of His divine nature and escape the corruption world through lust. And He cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt. These are judgment angels, to hurt the earth and the sea. And saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. In, not on, but in their foreheads is the mind of Christ. And that's what he's doing now for the work of the ministry. Now we see here in uh, the Revelation with, this is Revelation eleven verse one, and it was it was given me. This is John talking, and John in Revelation ten is the church of the living God in the spirit of Elijah. John the Baptist forerun Jesus in his first coming. John the Revelator in Revelation ten, there was seven thunders under their voices. He was about to write, and he said, "Write it not." Then he said. Take the little book out of the angel's hand. Nobody's going to give it to you. You have to take it. The kingdom of God, kingdom of God suffers violence. a violence, take it by force. The law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, men pressed their way into it. It's perfection. Just as Paul stated in the church of Philippi, I have not already attained, neither am I already perfect. But I'm tried to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ. That is that spirit. And forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth to those things which are before. Always going for the now faith. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. And Paul's reaching for those things which are before, the new things that God is doing. It's all in the word of God known to the Lord, all his works from the beginning to the end all of these things that God uh, is now revealing that we would be growing up into Jesus in all things and all truth under perfection that were not tossed to and fro by everyone of doctrine in the work of the ministry. There's a given there John and John is told when he takes that book, it'll be sweet to his mouth as honey, revelation. He'll kind have of the revelation of the word, but bitter to his belly. And when he takes it and eats all of it, all truth, John, you must again prophesy, preach before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. Revelation 10. That is the body of Christ, the true body of Christ, naming the name Jesus, the servants of God, in their forehead that are sealed for the work of the ministry. Now, Revelation 11, that devil's coming down, the old serpent, the dragon, the serpent, the scorpion, Having great wrath, knowing he hath but a short time, that short time is three and a half years, 42 months, a thousand two hundred three score days. There, and God said, I give power there unto my people. Well, that's exactly what he's doing here. There we find that he is going to give power unto his two witnesses, which is the church of the living God, the candlesticks, which is the olive tree. Take a look. He given given to me, a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, which temple we are, and the altar, and those that are praying, seeking God, and them that worship therein. The true worshipers must worship God in spirit and in truth. But the court which without the temple leave out and measure it not, for it's given to the Gentiles, The holy city shall be trodden underfoot forty-two months. That's time, times and a half, three and a half years, a thousand, thousand two hundred, and threescore days. And he said in there, I will give power to my two witnesses. Well, in Revelation 12, he said there that old devils come down having great wrath, and then he gives power to his people, to the servants of God. He said, I give power to my two witnesses. They shall prophesy how long? 1200 thousand, two hundred, three score days, forty-two months, time, times and a half, three and a half years. Clothed in sackcloth. In other words, humbled, afflicted. And it said, these are the two olive trees. Now, the two olive trees and the two candlesticks, we know the candlesticks is definitely in Revelation 1, is the church, definitely the church. The two olive trees in 1 Kings 6.23, they are the cherubim of glory that are out of olive trees overlaid with gold. And these cherubim, there are before that throne of God, in the most holy place. Now, in each of the Ark of the Covenant, the testimony, there are uh, that in that Ark of the Covenant, in the mercy seat, are two olive trees of beaten work there, and we're looking toward each other. Uh, they're in the mercy seat. But these are two colossal cherubim of glory made of olive the two olive branches of Zechariah for the two sons of all, which are the body of Christ, and to the fullness of the measure, the statue of Jesus Christ, having the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Without that spirit of prophecy, we cannot understand the words of the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the faith that was once delivered to the saints that we see. And Revelation fourteen twelve. They keep the commandments of God that love him and have the faith of Jesus. That is the testimony of Jesus. That is the spirit of prophecy. Those are the two olive trees, are the two olive branches, of the two sons of oil. These are the cherubim of glory, which are the lion, man, ox, and eagle of, of uh, Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, which are the Revelation 4 and 5, Zoe, the living creatures. These are the redeemed. They sing the song of the Lamb. They're redeemed of the Lord. They are not angels, emphatically not angels. It's the body of Christ coming in a higher glory than Pentecost. These are going on not Pentecostal, but tabernacleist. If any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth. That's the proceeding word of God that we will see in the last days. And that man uh, lives by everywhere that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. But in the last days, this will be such a new thing. That fire proceeds out of their mouth and devoureth uh, their enemies, not by any kind of, of uh, uh, warfare that is carnal, but the spoken word of God uh, in judgment. If any man will hurt them, they must in this manner, and he states it, be killed. That's never happened before on the grand scale that it will in this last day work of the ministry. No time ever we see Korah and Abiram that come against Moses. The earth opened their mouth and swallowed them up. And they came against Moses. But in the last days, there on the Mount of Transfiguration, you will say to this mountain, Be thou removed to hence. That is what God has done in that transfiguration with Moses and Elijah and him on that man of transfiguration to Peter, James, and John. He will do here in the last days. We will see doing the redemption miracles of Jesus. We'll heal the sick, cleans the raise the dead, cast out devils, open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walking captive, go free. But we'll also be doing these judgment miracles uh, of Moses, just as Moses destroyed the gods of Egypt through that rod of the Holy Ghost. Then Zephaniah 2, God will famish all the gods of this earth and he will do it through the body of Christ. This is not church as usual. This is a new thing. It's not revival. It's the new thing that God will do. God said, I'll do a new thing. A woman will compass a man. That's exactly what Revelation 12 is the man-child. And notice that these have power to shut heaven. Just This is as Moses, but we also have Elijah on the mountain of Transfiguration. And if you have uh, faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, that mountain of transfiguration, move, be thou moved to hence. Where? Right here in the last days to the body of Christ. To those that have the Holy Ghost and leading of the present truth will know that. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy. They have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with plagues as often as they will. They will do the redemption miracles of Jesus. As Jesus said, these works shall you do also. But he said, greater works than these shall you do. What works were greater? Well, Moses. That wasn't Moses doing those judgment miracles. It was the Christ in him. We see that in First Peter. Verse, chapter 1, verse 10, 11. All the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come into us. So in your water, what manner of time? The Spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ was doing that. The anointing, the Holy Ghost, the Father of glory, the Word. Jesus was doing that. And uh, it was not Moses. It was the Jesus through Moses. Well, Elijah doing kingdom miracles, restoration miracles. Well, it wasn't Elijah doing that. It was the Christ in him, Jesus in him. That's what's happening here through the body of Christ. And it says they have power to shut heaven. It right not in the days of their prophecy. They have power waters to turn them to blood. Smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. This is something new. The final call of God to the earth, O oh, earth, 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 hear you, the word of the Lord. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascended out the bottom, bottom of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. That's when you have finished your testimony. You'll see here that uh, their dead bodies shall lie in the street of that great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, that is, Jerusalem, where also our Lord was crucified. They are the people and kindreds and tongues and nations. All the world that did not come into God shall see their dead bodies for, what, three days and a half. Well, that's half a week. Three and a half. Well, not three days, but three and a half, signifying the last three and a half year fulfillment of Jesus' ministry. For he wants confirm the covenant of many, Daniel nine twenty seven for many for one week. But Jesus was cut off, but not for himself. And who shall declare his generation? Who will? The generation that should be counted for the seed. That is the body of Christ that's called for this great work to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Their dead bodies there, the nations will hate it. And they will not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves for three and a half days. And they that dwell on the earth shall rejoice over them. Make Mary and send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And uh, the Catholic Virgin will say uh, their dead body, singular, because it's the body, the body of Christ, but it's two witnesses. And Jesus told us who the two witnesses was there in John 8 13. They came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, you bear a record of yourself. Your record is not true. Jesus said, Though I bear a record of myself, my record is true. They're saying he's not God. Because there's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one, one in the self-same spirit. Not three, but one. Well, Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. I want to bear record of myself as the flesh, the body. And the Father that sent me, he bear record of me. Then Jesus goes on and explains about the witnesses. They were There are two witnesses here. What well, Jesus said, it's written in your law, and not that at the mouth of two witnesses, and things are true. At the mouth of two uh, two witnesses. And they said it's written, the testimony. That's the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of two men is true. And then he said what it is. I'm one that beareth witness of myself. That's the body. Now we're in lieu of Christ now. We are the body which is of Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are in Christ's stead. So that is One witness. There were fellow laborers together with the Lord. And Jesus said, it's written, your law, the testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth witness of myself, that's the body. And my father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. There's your two witnesses. And they said, where is your father? And Jesus said, if you had known me, you should have known my father also. It is the revelation of Jesus that he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God, Revelation 1.8. People don't realize that thinking there's a trinity. But God, when he gets through with his judgments, when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. And that righteousness is obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man will see the Lord. There will be as only one king in his name. One Jesus is not at the right hand of God. They're standing there at the throne. He sat down with the Father in his throne. The right hand means ex- exaltation. He did not use car. he used Dexios, an elevation or an exaltation. That's the right hand of God. That's where we sit in heavenly places, made to set the heavenly places in Christ Jesus in Ephesians 1. What he brought to us word by setting him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Because we are now the body of the Christ, that where Jesus stated in John 17, Father, give them the same glory that you gave me, that where I am there they may be also and they may see my glory. There is John 17. Is exactly what Jesus provided for us on the cross. Where is Jesus? Revelation three twenty one. Jesus said, Him that overcometh, I grant to sit with me and my throne. Well, that's at the right hand of God. We're not God, but the right hand of God. He prepared that for us. But where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, not S-I-T, not positional, but S-E-T, set, a forever subtle state of glory, set down with my Father in... His throne. Matthew 28.18, all power in heaven and earth given unto Jesus, Acts 2.36, that all the house of Israel know assuredly, as that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah, God Almighty, and Christ the Holy Ghost. And now God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into hearts into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba Father. Because the Son of God is the same Spirit as the Father, which is the revelation of Christ. First John 2.22, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that hath denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because Christ is the Father, that Spirit of God, the self-existent eternal Spirit of God. He is the Son because the Son, in his humiliation, was a man that made an under the law to fulfill the law, then he took the ordinances of that law and nailed it to his cross. In the days of his humiliation, he had to pray to the Father because he's showing us the way, the truth, and the life. But when he fulfilled it, then he took the ordinances of that law and nailed it to his cross and broke down the middle wall of partition, uh, thereby making one new man and making peace with God. That new man, who is it? That's 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That first Adam was made a living soul. Who is this last Adam? He's made a quickening spirit. He is the Holy Ghost. That's who he is. He is the Father of glory. It's the same spirit. There uh, the people. It said uh, they rejoice over him. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them. They stood upon their feet. Great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying to them, come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Now, there was the same hour as a great earthquake. Tenth part of the city fell, and the earthquake was slain of uh, seven thousand. And the rim were affrighted and gave glory to God. The second woe was past. the third woe was coming. Here is where we're at for the work of the ministry neighbor. God is calling those that have the Holy Ghost and hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches to prepare for this work of the ministry, this strange work bringing to pass this act, is strange act. This is judgment to the land, righteousness to the plummet, doing a a, a new thing, working the redemption miracles of Jesus, the judgment miracles of Moses upon the land, and the restoration miracles of Elijah. And Acts 3, 20, 21, Acts 3 20, 20 and 21, the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. Jesus will not come until all things are fulfilled and restored to him. Elijah must first come and restore all things, Malachi 4. Jesus said the same thing uh, there in Matthew 17. We're seeing it happening before our eyes. Judgments of God upon the earth. The climate changes and everything is not some kind of mother nature. It is God moving uh, there to move the people of God there into the final work, the final ministry, the work of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, neighbor, there you have it. you have questions, please uh, uh, email me, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. We have uh, Africa, India, over a thousand ministers have come into this great truth. Again, on the 19th of January, 2019, been over three years ago, going on four years, that the Lord visited me, saying, seal my people by my word, even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. We've been doing that as much in obedience as we can. Obedience under righteousness, unto holiness for the ministers of God. There are over a 1,000 ministers there in Africa right now in Ghana, Kenya, Tanzania, the DRC, the Congo, Uganda, et cetera, et cetera, that are in there begging us to come. Same way in Africa, Bombay, there are many uh, hundreds of ministers in India, not counting Pakistan, New Zealand, uh, uh, all over, that are downloading what we're saying on the podcast and requesting us to come. We're in the Longview, Texas, United States of America. Uh, want to go, but we need your help. If God's dealing with you and you want to join us, we would welcome you. We're one God, Jesus, only to the bone. That one God revelation and the revelation of Jesus Christ that God is doing now for those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Well, we pray for every one of you that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Until the next time, this is Brother Ben the Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.